Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Well, hey, everybody. What's going on? Today is Wednesday. It is the 7th of September in 2022. And let's go ahead and get that contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with the show. If you'd like to contact me, the best way to do it is through the email address, which is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. You can either write out an email, and I'll read it for you on the show, or you can record your own audio and attach it to your email, and I will play it on the show for you. If you want to check out some of my social media stuff, you can go over to the website, which is firearmscafe.com, and there you will find, excuse me, a little mumble mouth here, there you will find all the buttons and stuff for uh, the social media that I'm kind of involved in, which, you know, I do a little bit with Facebook, not much. I pretty much just post when a show drops. That's about it. I've, uh, I've, I've said it, mentioned it maybe on the last couple of episodes that, I've kind of stepped away from Facebook a little bit. I don't, it's not really that big a deal. I'll kind of jump on, maybe look around for a couple minutes and jump off. But I'm not spending, like I used to do, kind of a lot of time on there. And I do sort of miss, because I'm not on there, I I miss some of the interactions that I have with certain people, uh, you know, on, on Facebook and stuff. But, you know, I probably need to figure out a little bit better way to, uh, to stay in touch with some of those people. Anyway, speaking of staying in touch and things like that, like I said, if you wanted to support the show, there is the PayPal donation button. But if you just send in feedback or if you let some uh, people on your social media platforms if uh, say, hey, this is a show I listen to, or if uh, on my thing you share the link or something like that on, onto your page, that will be great as well. Now, speaking of feedback, we actually got uh, quite a bit of feedback, and I will. Uh, they came all in the form of emails, so I'm going to read some of those out. Now, some of these were from back in the end of August, and the most recent show, or the last couple of shows ago, when I kind of started up again, I thought, well, it's probably going to take a few episodes before I get any feedback at all, so I hadn't really gone over and checked, but so I apologize if you sent some stuff in. I was talking about some of the different video stream platforms, especially a platform like Rumble, where it doesn't seem that there's a whole lot of censorship or restrictions on what you can do. All of them are going to have stuff, you know, that says don't show how to build a bomb or don't, you know, don't film yourself doing crimes or, or, you know, hurting other people, that type of stuff. So anyway, we got a email from Jeff out in Dallas. And Jeff, if you guys have have been a listener to either this show or, or to uh, my other show, which is The Armed Ape. He is somebody that would be familiar to you. used to have a lot of feedback from Jeff. So anyway, Jeff writes in, Welcome back. I'm glad to hear the return of Firearms Cafe. I wanted to mention, since you said you are using Rumble, that you may also want to look at Odyssey. That is my preferred platform. You may want to upload to both there and YouTube to maximize your potential audience. Also, uh, correct for the show, it was the, uh, a correct for the show, it was the National Firearms Act of 34, not 32. I think I'd said 32, uh, but I, I wasn't 100% sure. 
And then he goes on to write, happy to hear about the planned show schedule. So with this one, you'll actually are going to be getting two shows per week. So that's kind of what I'd like to do. And again, I, I think I'll be able to do it a little easier. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of the nuts and bolts stuff. Like I said, I want to try and maybe keep that toward the end of the show. So anyway, Jeff, thanks for sending that in. I appreciate it. I had tried Odyssey before, uh, and I think they originally started out as library. And I, again, I could be mistaken on this, and I think it got changed over to Odyssey. And when I first, and I've got, I think I've got a channel over there. And when I was first looking to even just upload a thing, they had a weird deal where if you were watching stuff, then you could earn kind of like a, a almost like a cryptocurrency type thing. You could earn, we'll just call it like Odyssey coins or library coins or whatever. And then once you got so many, it would allow you to upload your own videos. But the problem was, is that they started you out with, let's say like one coin, and but it took two coins to upload a video. And then I tried to go on and watch stuff and subscribe to things and do stuff, all this stuff that they said, this will help you to earn coins if you interact with other content creators and stuff that's on here. And I did all that stuff and I never ever got any other coins. I, I think maybe I got like a 0.5 of a coin for all the stuff that I did, but then it seemed like if you, and I can't even remember if that was just maybe for initial sign up as, as a part of a thing, like you give them your email address or something like that. So it wasn't even going through and watching videos and stuff. It's a little hazy on, on that. And I, like I said, I, I net what the, the bottom line is, I never got enough earned coins, so to speak, to be able to upload a video. Now you could go in and you could buy coins. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. There's other stuff where I can just upload it for free. And part of that is there's going to be advertisers and things like that. So I thought, well, I'm not going to do it while there's while there's other stuff like that. But what I may do is I may go back and kind of check on uh, on Odyssey again and just sort of see, oh, if it's changed or if it's easier to upload stuff or not. Like I said, I don't I don't want to pay necessarily to host it, especially when there's a place like Rumble where I can do it for free. And my channel, even though I've got around a little bit over 600 subscribers over there, which in, in the vast world of YouTube is nothing. I might as well have like two subscribers. I can, I'm still able to keep that stuff over there. So, you know, I've got basically two sites and I don't know whether I want to have three where I'm trying to keep track and upload and do all this other stuff. So, but anyway, we'll see on that. And then I got another quick email from Jeff and he's saying, have I looked at Podchaser? It might be a good way to get more visibility for your shows. You can claim your podcast and create an account that allows people to search you and it's associated with all the podcast episodes that you have been on, etc. I haven't uh, done too much of that. Again, I may look into it. What I have right now, it's relatively simple and I kind of like it that way. I, there's not a whole lot of stuff I got to kind of keep uploading things to. It, it could be that... I just have to do a mirror feed or something like that to Podchaser. And if that's the case, if I'm not having to do a lot of excess stuff, like sometimes if you upload something on to, uh, 
let's say like Facebook or something like that, it'll ask you, do you want to also, you know, dump this off onto Instagram or something like that. So if it's something similar to that, I may give that a try where it just sort of mirrors and it imports the things over. I think Odyssey had a thing like that as well. So maybe if they if they do that. But again, it was a deal of uh, I, I couldn't seem to, to, to get through that paywall, so to speak. I couldn't break down that paywall to where it made it where it would be worth my while to do something like that. So anyway, Jeff, I appreciate it. And I appreciate those suggestions. Uh, let's move on to our next bit of feedback. And this is from Dave and Dave is from out in uh, central Texas. And he writes in, Tony, it was great to hear the firearms cafe open again this morning. I like what you have going on and want to encourage you to continue. I miss the old gun rights radio network guys. And it seems that there are only a few of you who are still out there. I do think that the two shows a week thing may be a bit ambitious. Ooh, Dave! But you're driving. We appreciate the effort and the time it takes to get these things together. Welcome back. And again, that's Dave in Central Texas. Dave, I appreciate your sending that in and appreciate the kind words. And it may be a bit ambitious, but I figure if I can do it for maybe a couple of months, I'll, I'll be able to get into the habit of it and a little bit of behind the scenes stuff and of course i'll i'll be coming back by the time you guys actually hear this i'm recording this uh prior to to wednesday so even though i gave the date as wednesday that's when the show is going to drop and i'll set that up to it, it'll it'll pub, it'll self-publish come wednesday but i'm actually recording it before because we're uh, we're going out of town uh, but like I said, I'll be back. But I didn't want to be rushed when I got back to try and put out a show and edit and do all that other stuff. So, you know, it's interesting with the with the old gun rights radio stuff. That was, I believe, started back in maybe, was it 2006 or seven or something like that? I know I started uh, listening back around in there. And then I got in on the gun rights radio stuff when I started doing this show. And that was back in, I want to say like 2008, I think is when I started, uh, maybe the summer of 2008. At the time, I think we had maybe at the network had maybe, oh, what, 10 to 12 separate indiv individual shows. Who's still kind of out there and who's still doing stuff? I, I don't really know too much. It's funny. With podcasts, it's a, it's a funny thing. You kind of get to where you'll list, you'll, at least I do, and I know a lot of people are similar. You kind of go in waves with stuff. So you'll listen to maybe one show or you'll and go away from it for a while, then you'll kind of get caught up and then you'll maybe uh, go back or, or, you know, back here and there. Or sometimes, you know, you'll have a day where you're like, man, I, you know, I'm going to be out in the garage. And so what you'll do is you'll listen to several episodes of different shows and things like that. So, but uh, that was a definitely uh, a, a place in time where, podcasting was relatively new and I feel that I kind of got in on the ground floor of it. I still like doing it even though I've kind of pod faded with this show a few times and I've done it again with uh, with Armed Ape and stuff like that uh, and, the, and the shows while this one I feel has kind of kept to the the format that I wanted it to be which was kind of more about sort of current events and what's going on and this is probably nuts and bolts stuff. But anyway, uh, since we're doing the feedback, we'll go ahead and stick with that. And I think it's kind of stayed a little bit more kind of current events and kind of what I'm doing now and not necessarily talking about too much stuff that's uh, 
way in the past or way in the future. So anyway, I did get another bit and I don't necessarily know it's if it's uh, for the show, but it's about the show. And it's from one of my uh, buddies over on uh, Facebook, which is uh, Michael. And Michael writes and he said, hey, I'm giving you a heads up. Your podcast is blocked from downloading by Google Podcasts. I get a message that it is hosted on a non-secure blah, blah, blah. You can listen through a browser. So again, I don't know. I don't know why that would be. Um, if you, I use a podcast. There's there's um, Apple Podcasts. I know not everybody has that, but there's also a thing called. Let me see if I can Overcast, which I use. That has my the the feeds or you can get my feed through there. So I don't know if you're used to using Google and things like that. It's not anything that I've done, uh, but you may, and, and look, I know it's kind of a pain in the ass to maybe download something, but the Overcast app, I think it's for both, it's for both Apple and would work on Android if you're listening like maybe primarily through your phone or that type of thing. If you were maybe had it in your home office or you're out in the garage and you've got something that you could stream out there through your computer, you can just go to the website and just hit play on the uh, on the media player on that thing and it'll it'll play out the show or you could go on and just download it direct from the website it, it would be kind of a pain because you'd have to although i don't know if you could download it direct on your phone i've never really tried that before but anyway i'll look into it um like i said i've never really used the google stuff with them doing kind of and you know, I can put on my conspiracy hat here a little bit and say, well, it's because the with my the voicemail that I used to have, and I had that for years and years and years. And I had had a thing uh, where I had a different one, and then that got kind of kicked off off from me because if you're not using that on that other one, it was almost like if you weren't using it like once a week or something uh, and getting feedback from it all or, or use from it uh, for a certain amount that they would they assigned it to somebody else before I could do anything. Then I had this new number, which I was using for both the shows, and that was through Google Voice. And of course, they, and I, this is retelling the story, but basically said, hey, it's going to expire. So I did a few things, called the the number a few times, sent a couple of texts, and then they still said, ah, it's gone. You know, sorry, we've, you know, that's no bueno for you, too bad. And like I'd said before, it's kind of a life lesson for me in that, I shouldn't be using anything that I don't have as much control over it as I can get. So with WordPress, I've got as much control over it as I can get and, and using sort of their server and, and, uh, and the, well, I'm not using their server. I'm using that for my website for the servers. I use a different thing, but they don't seem to be like super anti-gun or anything. Anyway, all this stuff. And, and the reality is, is if, they were to ever maybe kick me off. I do have some, oh, access, I guess, maybe to a friend of mine that has that he knows how to set up like a private server and he has a private server. And he said to me before in the past, hey, if you need to just put your stuff over here because it's not going to be that big a deal, uh, you know, that type of thing. So anyway, enough of that stuff. But again, everybody, Dave, Mike, Jeff, thanks for you guys for sending that stuff in. I really appreciate it. It's a big, it's a real big kick for me to get feedback from you guys. And like I said, even if it's just something where you're saying, hey, 
this is so-and-so out of, you know, Texas or out of Wyoming or wherever you're listening to the show from, uh, and if it's uh, from overseas or anything like that, any, you know, just go ahead and drop me a quick line. If you, if you've got the time to do it, I'd love to hear from you. All right. So let's talk a little bit and let's do a little bit of a follow-up and we're probably going to be doing a lot of stuff at least for the foreseeable future. We're all probably almost always going to have like a, a well, recall me for lack of a better term, like an a, a BATFE, or to shorten that, an ATF segment. It appears that there has been an injunction on ATF's reclassification or attempted reclassification of what are receivers and and uh, and that type of things and how they wanted to classify receivers and parts basically as firearms. And out of, there was a, a uh, and I don't have all the details to it, but an injunction was done on them basically saying that, and it, it, it favored the, the uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's out of Texas, but it favored the person that were bringing the lawsuit. And basically, kind of in a nutshell, it's saying that I think there's like four or five things that when they're looking to do an injunction, that type of thing, that that the, the people who are bringing the lawsuit have to meet. So it has to be a thing of that they could be harmed or they could lose out on like their business or livelihood. But then it also can't be a thing where if this if this action is stopped, that it endangers the public or or that type of thing. So anyway, kind of from my limited understanding of it, what it seems like the court was saying is that no, you can't do this. This is, uh, and again, this is really simplifying everything, but this goes beyond the scope of what you're allowed to do. I think they call it maybe prima facie. Is that, some of you other guys will, will know better than I will, but it's something like that. And again, I think what we're going to see is that a lot of these things are going to be challenged. There's going to be like we were talking about on the last show, there's going to be a, a lot of people that have a lot of standing that can say, you know, you're trying to classify or reclassify this as from A to B, but my lawsuit basically against you says, and it meets all these, you know, four or five things that it's got to meet. And there's, and you're kind of going beyond the scope of what you're allowed to do you are in effect skirting Congress and Congress hasn't granted you necessarily authority of this. You know, if, if this stuff is going to be law, it has to come through Congress. You can't just make arbitrary interpretations that today it's one thing and it's, and you're fine. And then tomorrow, no, it's illegal. And then the next day, oh no, we were, we've changed our mind back and you're actually fine again. And then the next day, no, you can't. And then that's if that's specifically what they've done with the pistol brace thing. And so I think very similar to the kind of what's a frame and what's a receiver type deal that we're going to we're going to see something that like that with again, like we talked about last time with the, the pistol brace. Like, so what is a rifle? Does it even matter if it's why is there any kind of designation on barrel length? Why does that matter? Why does having a vertical foregrip here makes is is no good but then you could have a, a quote-unquote hand stop or an angled foregrip why is that okay don't they kind of help with stabilization type stuff 
so I think a lot of the, and I don't think you could you could I don't think they could justify why one is okay and one is not. Uh, again, it's uh, you know a lot of it is just you know certain cosmetic features and things like that, which we've all talked about and, and uh, going over that stuff before. So anyway, I think that will kind of do it for our ATF segment. Uh, if any of you guys have a uh, insight on it or just want to give your opinion on it, go ahead. Like I said, write in or record your own audio and send that in to me at the show. And we'll get it out on the uh, we'll get it on the air for you. Oh, I know what I was going to say, and I don't think I mentioned it before. I kind of got off on this long diatribe here about the the voicemail number. I don't know, and then I kind of you know like getting that conspiracy hat on or your tinfoil hat. I wonder if it is a thing just because it says Firearms Cafe and it has the word firearms in it. If they somebody saw it or some algorithm saw it and said, ah, you know, he's really not using this all the time. Let's just get rid of it for him. I also wonder if maybe some of the problems that some of the Google people might be experiencing might be because it's firearms related. And it's just, and it's not that they're soloing me out. It's just because I have firearms in the name of the show that some algorithm somewhere is saying, you know, we've determined this to be harmful and uh, we're going to block it. So because of the think of the children, that type of thing. So let's talk a little bit about sort of dream firearms or anything like that. So what I wonder is, is there anything out there that you guys have sort of uh, always wanted to get? It's sort of always been your kind of on your bucket list to get. It's a thing of where uh, maybe it costs too much or maybe it's kind of rare or maybe it's a thing where oh, I'd like to have a full auto one day, but I just don't want to go through uh, the process of having to either set up a trust or... Uh, and, and if you were going to do something like full auto, that's what I would do. And I, I think I did a show a long time ago about setting up a trust, and I, I had done that for some of the suppressors that I've bought and things like that. But many of you guys know I have several kind of firearms on my bucket list and uh oh wait a minute i need to take a quick break here and i'll be right back and we will talk about those firearms all right so i am back now and let's talk a little bit about maybe some of those dream dream guns that you'd like to get and for me i guess other than something you know other than maybe like a pristine world war ii some of the guns from world war ii like a Sturm Gewehr or maybe even one of the, the uh, intact Japanese rifles that had the chrysanthemum markings on it, uh, or a, maybe even a Garand, that type of thing. Although, I guess in theory, I could get one of those. But I'd like to have one maybe that you could say, oh, these were actually you know, from that time period, or a Luger, or something like that. I would love to have some, some of those stuff. But if we kind of say, okay, well... What about some stuff that you could actually buy, that you could actually get that wouldn't be out of the realm of maybe possibility for me? And I've always had a soft, a soft spot, excuse me, for the the MP5, the HK MP5, and I would love to have either an HK one, or I would even be happy if if we had a. Um, of high quality clone and I know what is it 
PTR, PRT, and Zenith, and a couple other places that, that are out there, Century Arms, uh, are making some ones that are good. So I know that there's some that are being made in the, supposedly made in the United States. But I don't know if at that point, if there, if that, if that's, maybe some of you guys know better than I do, if that is something that you'd want to steer away from just because maybe it's sort of that on the outside, but they're not using the HK machinery. I know with stuff maybe like Zenith and some of the, I think there's, what is it, POF or something, which is like a, a they're out of Pakistan. And I think there was, a, which company was out of Turkey? I can't remember which. That all kind of jumbles up in my head. I wouldn't mind having one of those because they're supposedly using HK machinery with the plans and all this other stuff because all that stuff was licensed to them. I'd like to have a maybe an actual Russian AK-47. I know that that would probably never happen, but if we could ever get stuff imported back in again, it would be kind of neat to have something like that. I'd also, and I eventually I will get, because I've talked about in the past, that I do have a 357 Magnum revolver. And what I would like to do is get, especially now that they have that side loading gate, is I would like to get maybe a Henry with an octagon barrel. Uh, so I may start saving up some pennies or maybe sell something here and there and get a 357 lever action rifle. Uh, and, and again, I know something like that wouldn't necessarily be something that I would use for home defense. But if, if need be, I could press that into it. It would be the same with one of those MP5s or the MP5 clones. You could, I think that would be ideal for home defense. Some of you guys may have some different opinions or some of you guys may have some different firearms on your list. So go ahead and drop me an email and let me know what stuff you've kind of had a longing for or if uh, maybe you bought a lotto ticket or a scratcher's ticket or something and won two or three extra thousand dollars and you're like oh i can get this now you know this is one of my things off the bucket list uh, i wouldn't mind having although i've never shot one i just like the aesthetics of it a thompson so anyway i think that what we're going to do is maybe we'll talk about one more thing and then we'll bring the show to a close and that is a few days ago biden had a speech where it was, and I didn't see it, but I've seen replays and I've seen stills of it. I've seen other people talking about how that CNN started to lighten the background. He gave a speech which looked like it was out of some sort of dystopian science fiction movie. It, it, was, it was similar to stuff you would maybe see in like V for Vendetta or maybe you'd see from The Handmaid's Tale, the way that it was shot, the way that it was presented. In theory, I guess they said, oh, there were other colors other than red, but it was a nighttime speech. So, and then they had uplit, for those of you guys maybe that didn't see it or haven't seen some of the images, you have, he, he's out in front and he's at a, a podium or something like that. And then behind him, are, is like the American flags and there's a couple of Marine Corps guys that are off in the background and then going up on the walls and then up sort of on the background on the what would you call it like the the top part of the wall so if you think of it like a a rectangle that's standing up on its long end so that top of the rectangle um, it's all like almost like a blood red 
and you know he's in of course in a dark suit and then he's you know gesturing and doing all this stuff and if you can sort of divorce yourself and this is what I what I kind of was talking to my wife about like okay well don't take sides one way or the other but if you just look at this from a political perspective or or an image perspective I guess for whatever political party you are in I don't understand why you would have that type of a setting. It comes off just as like, especially in the American psyche, as weirdly authoritarian and dystopian. And any type of gesture, and again, this was Biden, but let's just pretend it's somebody we don't know. And if you were just watching this thing, there are several gestures that people make when they're speaking that if you take a still of that it can either be used in your favor or against you and I what we were talking about and I was saying well I I go man it didn't make him look good at all and I said what he was talking about and she's not really big into politics so she isn't wasn't as alarmed as I was Uh, but the gist of his speech was basically that he was saying that the MAGA Republicans meaning the people that supported Trump and the people that believe that the election was stolen and all this other stuff that basically those MAGA Republicans are they're dangerous and they're a threat to democracy they're this they're that and one of the things that I was talking about as far as that it, it it's singling out certain people right and it's saying that because you don't believe what I believe politically you are in essence the enemy and it goes back to that thing where a few years ago when they were asking the question is it ever would it, would it be okay to punch a nazi and then some people most people say well sure that's fine and then some people were saying no it's not okay you know violence isn't number one violence isn't the answer but then number two there's a danger if you say it's okay to punch a nazi how do you define nazi what does that mean And it's the same thing that we're looking at when he is saying this political party that is opposed to me are basically the enemy. And you're saying, but it's only this kind of this far, oh, this uh, extreme wing of this particular party. But it, it becomes relatively easy down the road to say, well, you know, pretty much everybody in that party is extreme. There really aren't any extremists. They're all sort of like that. So anyway, it's very interesting. And again, I, I was rather perplexed on why the people that are supposedly orchestrating this stuff would allow that type of imagery, would allow him to be filmed and photographed in that type of a manner where again you could easily make comparisons <laughs> to uh you know in world war ii to how the germans did stuff uh, like i said there's tons of dystopian movies that lots and lots of people in america have seen and so when you see that it kind of triggers a even if it's sort of like a subconscious response of oh this isn't good all right well i think that is going to be it let me know a couple of things what do you guys think is going to be some of the upcoming challenges to some of the regulations and rulings that the ATF has done over the years? What do you think is going to be challenged from 
the Gun Control Act and the uh, NFA in light of how, when light, in light especially of some of the rulings that we're seeing now. And it seems that a lot of stuff that was kind of where we would say, oh, that's clearly an overstep of what they're supposed to do. And yeah, technically they're not restricting me, but they are infringing on me. And I think that we're going to see a lot of that stuff is going to be changed. But I'd like to hear from you guys. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to maybe be some of the things that people are going to be kind of having their in the, in their crosshairs as far as regaining and lessening uh, restrictions and regulations that we have on us that actually are infringements. All right. Well, that is it. Let me go ahead and give you that email address and then we'll sign off. So to send in an email or to send in an audio recording that you've done, send that to me at firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. All right, my friends, I will talk to you guys next time.